never turn to the dark side. on and we're gonna have the half half happiest christmas can you introduce me as joker I am can you hear the music robert yes i can Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to episode number 99 of this ongoing podcast series. It is for the love of movies. One episode shy of triple digits. Next week, of course, is the 100th episode of this show, and I will be celebrating it with a little Oscar uh, pre-celebration ahead of the big day a week from Sunday, but more on that next week. Again, hard to believe it's uh, almost 100 episodes, but wouldn't be possible without all of your support, your encouragement, your warm embrace of this show, and most important of all, your friendship. So from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you for getting me to 99 episodes, almost to 100. I will certainly thank you in earnest next week, and here's to Many, 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 many more episodes, always for the love of movies. Now, today's episode uh, will be as brief as I can be, uh, because there is a te- there is a, a fear I could go on at at great lengths and ramble, and and I want to be uh, I want to be uh, conscientious of your uh, of your time and and eardrum, so to speak. But I have just seen Dune Part Two, and. Now the waning minutes of February 29th, and when this episode drops, it'll be March 1st, and Dune will be open nationwide. And I am still trying to process and, and truly take in what I have what I have just watched. It, to, to to say it one way, I'm on a major spice high, and and. People who have seen the film, films and, and know the reference will, will understand uh, what I mean by that. This movie, Dune Part 2, in a single word, is monumental. It is a monumental film. This is how you do sci-fi. This is how you do a sequel. This is how you do world building. And... Above all, this is how you make a great movie. There are good movies and there are great movies. Dune Part 2 falls into the latter category. This is a phenomenal, spectacular, engrossing, gobsmacking, awe-inspiring. I mean, just pull out the thesaurus and, and pick your adjective. This film is amazing. Again, I, I use I go back to my original phrase. It's monumental. It is a monumental movie. Now I am not going to go into tremendous depth tonight because like I said, I am still I'm still on a on a spice high and I really want to let it marinate. I wanna take take in what I have seen. I'm definitely gonna go see it again 
it, it is that good. It is that great. Um, so at, at a future point, probably uh, probably later in the month or, or sometime in April, I will do a full deep dive analysis on this film. And I will also pair it with part one because r- this is really the second half of of the book. It, it was a full adaptation of the book Dune by Frank Herbert divided into these two perfect parts with, with one just being uh, a, a, a triumph in and of itself, uh, certainly a, a case of, of rising to the task and, and surpassing what came before. So again, I won't, I won't make this a full uh, review, more just reaction to the film. And, and I will say it at the top, go see this film. Even if you are not a fan of sci-fi, uh, I would still encourage you to go see this film because from a an acting standpoint, from a technical standpoint, cinematography, score, editing, directing, screenwriting, this film is again, I use I use the word monumental. And it it transcends the sci-fi genre. It is very much a part of it. it. It's baked in. But the performances and the craftsmanship elevate it into the stratosphere of great works of cinema. Now, there are many sequels <laughs> in the world, and certainly sci-fi films are no strangers to uh, to sequel after sequel. And Quality, of course, always being a, a, a debatable point. Dune is a rare case where it is not only a great sequel and a, and a worthy sequel, but it is a film that surpasses the original film in every measure. It leaves Dune Part 1 in a dust of sand, a cloud of sand. And, and I mean that with... with best of of intentions. I, I mean that with no disparaging thought to, towards Dune Part 1, but that is how great this film is. It, it, it just, it clears the field. And that's the work of not only a, a great sequel, you think of films like The Empire Strikes Back, The Dark Knight, The Godfather Part 2, but more to the point, that's the mark of a great film. And Dune Part 2 has that across the board. Right from the start, you were pulled in to the action. And this is a great case of payoff. The first film does a lot of the heavy lifting, building up the world. The world building is, is intricate and incredible. And it lays the foundation for what is to come in this film and you finally get the reward you get the payoff with this film and it's so worth the ride because you can see things that were spelled out and teased in the first film now come to fruition and have going to back to that word monumental payoff by by this point you see everything come full circle and it is a it's a riveting engaging ride that literally goes from zero to 100 the minute the film starts, and it does not let up until the credits roll. 
Now, there is time to breathe. There is time to take in. But the momentum of this film is accelerated. You are on a the you are on the best possible thrill ride. And it's not like a roller coaster where it takes off, you have all these great highs and 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 lows and peaks and valleys and then you go back to where you start. No. This is almost an endless <laughs> roller coaster ride where it keeps going and keeps going and it just takes off and it's almost on an infinite track. I, I was dazzled from the first shot, the cinematography, Greg Frazier has a wonderful eye. He he knows how to create beautiful canvases. He did that with the first Dune. He did it recently with the Batman. He does it again with this film. And I would even say this is his best work to date. This film is like a beautiful mosaic. It, it is stunning the the iconography the way the lighting works particularly when they're on on the planet arrakis where you have essentially a a single color palette it's all sand it's there's not much room for differentiation but yet he's able to give it such a texture and a look that the the images pop and the characters, which are so sort of small against the mountains of sand and the and the dunes, they they pop as well. And again, that's a credit to to Greg Frazier for being able to take what is otherwise a a fictional environment and give it that reality and and sort of creative flair that makes it come to life and and stand out on the screen. So I mean, the the movie itself. Just from a visual standpoint, it, it's a work of art. You are dazzled by it. It's like a moving painting in a lot of ways. But that's only half the ingredients. I mean, the film is cut perfectly. The, the pacing is flawless. If there was, you know, a fair critique of the first film is that the pacing was a little more, uh, I don't want to say flat, but but there was definitely you know, more pauses than acceleration in the first film. And that's, again, I think more akin to the world-building dynamic that was at play. This film spares no expense. There's no fat on this film. Everything felt like it built and kept building and going ultimately to the climax, which is, you know, it's it's the perfect one because it it ties the film together. It ties both parts in a nice little bow, it satisfies the audience, it's rousing, it's spectacular, but it also makes you want to stay in your seat and see what's going to happen next. And of course, we know there probably will be another film, given that this is part of a of a book series, and so it's all but inevitable that a third film will happen. But that's the kind of beauty of this movie. You're so engaged in it, you're so intrigued, that you literally want to stay there in your seat watch the credits roll, and then proceed right into the next one. Uh, that has only happened to me a handful of times, and right off the top of my head, I can cite the original Star Wars trilogy and the Dark Knight trilogy of having that sort of instant gratification and sort of watchability factor where the minute one ends, you want to go right in to the next one to see what happens. Same kind of effect with Dune Part 2. But... Perhaps the biggest, the biggest plus of this film, the greatest strength, 
the acting. I don't again don't mean to paint with such a broad brush, but a lot of times with with sci-fi and, and sort of big spectacle films, you you may not always get terrific and, and, and sort of engrossing performances across the board. You may get one here, one there, but a lot of times performances are sort of secondary in these films in favor of the uh, of the optics, in favor of the spectacle. And that is not the case with Dune. I mean, certainly you have the spectacle, you have the action, you have the energy, but the performances. Dear God, everybody in this film turns in a master class performance. There is not one weak or subpar performance from the supporting roles to the main cast. And then, of course, the main cast, you've got Timothy Chalamet, you've got Zendaya, you've got Austin Butler, and you've got Rebecca Ferguson. Those four, they are turning in incredible performances that are so nuanced and layers. And I'm layered, and I'm going to say it right now, Timothy Chalamet deserves and should be nominated for an Academy Award next year. I, full stop. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that his performance is on another level. And if you've seen the film, you know what I am talking about, particularly with the third act. It is a culmination of his character's arc, his story, and he brings it all to a point and then does that rare that rare trait he brings together that rare trait where an actor can transcend the material and it goes beyond just reciting words on a page and and giving a little emotional flair he goes to another level and, and really it's almost an auto, an out of body experience it's it's almost like a religious experience in a lot of ways watching his performance i, I was I was dazzled and just in awe by what he was able to accomplish with Paul in this film. And there's a reason why he's considered one of the great actors of his generation. This movie is his best performance to date, bar none. This is, this is a perfect examination of his talents and his strengths. And he brings everything into this film. I was, I was riveted. I was, exhilarated i was in at, at points terrified by his performance it, it's it's such a a mixture of emotions and and he does it almost in an effortless way it, it, it's so natural it, it's absolutely incredible to watch but in addition he has got he is su surrounded by tremendous and terrific uh talent you've got rebecca Fer ferguson who plays his mother lady jessica she is she is summoning something in this movie. I mean, this is this is a performance that really gets into your to your soul, and it, and it points almost under your skin. She she really knows how to to push the boundaries uh, of sort of emotion and and raw power. Absolutely uh, incredible performance. Austin Butler he plays this diabolical and psychotic villain named Fayed. And, and it's, it's such a unique transformation, particularly when you have an opinion of, uh, or an image of Austin Butler as say playing Elvis in, in tw uh, 2022's Elvis. T 
talk about a, a, a man of a thousand faces. Austin Butler really embraces this twisted and and psychotic villain, and it, it, he 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 leaves it all there on the stage, so to speak. It, it, there's no trace of of Austin Butler with what he's done in the past, and it really does show his strength as an actor and his versatility that he can sort of play on the one hand the king of rock and roll and then on the other hand play this utterly insane and psychotic villain it's a it's a master class and it certainly is one that will enter the great pantheon of of movie villains uh but last and and certainly not least and i don't mean to to leave out anybody else but i wanted to just focus on these these core performances zendaya again this is her best performance to date she really is the heart and soul uh, of this of this movie. She was briefly in the first film, and again, that's the way this was structured for her to have a much more prominent role in the second half. But she she is the emotional backbone of not just Paul's arc and his story, but also of the entire saga. She really is the the moral compass, and and again, Zendaya makes it look effortless. And I'm not going to go into to, to the spoilers because, in case you haven't seen it yet, but you, you know, if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about at the film's climax. I I, I couldn't help but feel for her character. I mean, she she again, she, it, there's no there's no. Uh, exposition. There's no over uh, dramatic uh, monologue. It's all in her expression. It's all in her eyes. And we feel for her. We feel the hurt. We feel the pain. We feel the anger, the frustration, the betrayal. And the way, you know, this is a spoiler uh, you know, alert, so just bear in mind, if you haven't seen the film, now would be a chance to, to step away. But the the film ends actually perfectly with a final close-up of her character. And I think that really underscores my point about her being the the, the, mo the emotional backbone of this film. I think it's fitting that it really all ties together with her character, because particularly with what happens with Paul at the end of the film and him going off on, on a completely divergent path than her... It's fitting that that final shot is of her with the music swelling and just this intensity of of hurt, of frustration, of betrayal, but also a a resolute nature. It's uh, it's a masterclass across the board, and that's the whole thing that ties this movie together. Uh, really, both of them. It's the performances. It's absolutely incredible, engaging from beginning to end Denis Villeneuve has he has he has done what few directors have been able to to achieve when it comes to a sequel he's been he's able he's able to make you appreciate what came before but then just say wow what you have delivered with this one is heads and shoulders uh, above what came before and it, like i said it enters the pantheon of of great uh, cinematic sequels, and that's a that's a that's a real rarity, especially when sequels are a dime a dozen. In a lot of ways, to to have a sequel is one thing, but to have one that is effective and 
transformative. That's that's something all uh, all by itself, uh, kind of almost a magic act in a way. And and that is what has happened with this film. Film. I have no notes. I I, I mean that I I have no notes with this film. It's a five out of five. It is flawless, absolutely flawless. Three things are clear to me after seeing it. Number one, I have to go see it again. Have to go see it again. And not, not because, oh, I miss this or I have to reevaluate. No, I, I just want to experience this again. I want to be taken away by this story again. I want to go back to Arrakis again. Like I want to be engaged in this in this world and swept up by this story. That's number one. Number two, Dune Messiah, which is the name uh, of what will likely be the third film uh, based on, I believe, what is the second book in the series. That needs to happen as soon as possible. Now, there's a lot of kind of behind the scenes whispers that the script is is nearly written. And and certainly you don't want to rush perfection. But, uh, you know, I, I would be stunned if they do not green light this film by the weekend's end, particularly with the reviews that are out. The film is already regard, regarded as one of the, the the great sequels of all time. And that that's that's no small feat. So I, I'm expecting the sequel uh, will be announced uh, in, in relatively short order. But nevertheless, because of the way this film ends and because of the hype and energy, I can't wait to go see it, even though I know it's going to be uh, a few years away. Uh, and last but certainly not least, just to tie it all back to my first point, Dune Part 2 is monumental. This is a monumental film. It is a masterclass in filmmaking, in acting, in just damn good storytelling. And that's really the, the kind of the key ingredient. Nothing is, is spared here. This is a, a perfect distillation of how you do science fiction, how you do world building, and it all has a payoff. It really does pair nicely with what came before and then ultimately gets you set up for what is certainly uh, to come. But I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved this film. The audience that was there tonight was energetic and engaged. It was a packed house. People loved it. I mean, again, people, there was applause at the end of the film. That's not something I see a lot. Uh, and just from a cinematic experience, I mean, I was so just engaged with it. I mean, I had a, a big smile on my face pretty much from the beginning uh, until the end. And I will just say kind of to, to, to end it, there is a, a fight sequence in the film between uh, between Austin Butler's character and, and, and Timothy Chalamet. The fight is one of the most brutal and effective sword fights in in movie history. I, I, I felt every kick, every punch. It, it is it is raw, it is brutal, it is emotional, and it is it is it is done without music. That is a that is a rarity in these types of situations. But it's one of those situations you feel the punches. You, you're right there. In the action, and that makes it all the more effective and and mesmerizing. So I just had to to mention that uh, to kind of a you know, tie everything all together. But 
I will certainly circle back in in a few weeks after I've had a chance to see the film again and to to sort of plan out a full review of both part one and part two because these these really do deserve a long uh, discussion and, and analysis and I, and I'll be sure to bring on some guests for the film because it, it's it's going to be something you want to talk about you don't want to hear my voice all the time uh, and this is when you want to really have a good back and forth on uh, with friends and, and other opinions but this movie if it's possible, I had high expectations go into it, and it just cleared it uh, tenfold. Absolutely blew blew away any expectation I may have had, and, and delivered delivered one of the first true movie events of the year, and, and frankly, in in quite some time. This, this film, I mean, with the exception of of Oppenheimer last year. I feel like there hasn't been like a movie event of this scope probably since the Batman back in 2022. But th- this is on a whole other level. Other level. There, there's almost a cerebral nature to this film. And, and I will just make one more point. Again, I apologize. Sort of, <laughs> you can see my thoughts were not entirely organized with this episode. But another thing that really struck me with this film, and again, I think speaks to its its strength, the examination of both religion and politics in this film is extraordinary and it's it's actually rare to see such kind of dissection and internal analysis and discussion in a film of this size and scope i mean th- this is this is sort of on par with you if you will of a uh, of a lawrence of arabia there, there's sort of that scope to it, and you know, I will note Christopher Nolan compared it to The Empire Strikes Back. You know, I had to get a Christopher Nolan, a Christopher Nolan reference in there, and I think that's also an apt comparison because there's 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 a lot of themes at work here, and and that's again always the mark of of, a, of an epic or in this case a sequel. It it dives deeper into the source material and usually finds a a rich vein and and taps into it, so to speak, and. It, it really, it really lets loose, and and it it doesn't feel restricted in any way. It, it it is more kind of willing to explore these ideas and sort of take them to their to their logical conclusion, and and that's something rare that you, you don't always get with these kind of big blockbuster epics. But I I will leave it there. I. I promise this would be a short episode and i've already gone on for almost 30 minutes uh you can see my my passion for this film i can't wait to go see it again and and do another episode where we can have a more in-depth review and and discussion this is just my immediate reactions upon seeing it but absolutely love this film as i said it's a five out of five and I, i expect it will be a a big hit with with audiences it already is with critics and as i indicated with uh, timothy chamelay's performance i expect he will be an oscar contender this time next year but uh i will have more to say on dune part two that is all uh certainly for now to uh to borrow a phrase from the film long live the fighters and that will do it for now i'll be back next week for the 100th episode and we will do this all over again 
for the love of movies. All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.